0: One of America's best known and most popular pastors has declared that the study of Bible prophecy is a distraction. What about it? Is it a waste of time to study Bible prophecy? Is the subject appropriate only for fanatics? Or can it be green pastures for believers? Does it have any relevance for the here and now, or is it just pie in the sky? Stay tuned for the opinions of 17 Bible prophecy experts. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. For the past two weeks, I have been sharing with you the opinions of Bible prophecy experts on a variety of questions regarding the signs of the times and the nation of Israel. If you have missed those programs, you can find them on our website at lambline.com or on internet sites like hischannel.com or lightsource.com. This week, I want to continue with my interviews of Bible prophecy experts, and my question to them will be Is the study of Bible prophecy a time wasting distraction? This question is prompted by the fact that one of America's best known and most popular pastors has declared Bible prophecy to be a distraction. Let's consider the responses of our Bible prophecy experts to this declaration.
2: Well, I appreciate the question. Um, I happen to live close by that person, <laughs> and I've confronted him, so I know him. But um, he uses a passage in Acts chapter one to prove his point, and once again, as we often see, uh, we forget that Peter said no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. But he takes deliberately the, pri- uh, the liberty to privately interpret a passage that does not refer to what he said. And that's sad to me. The fact is that prophecy is honored, especially by the Apostle Peter. He tells us how important it is for believers today to understand what God is doing and that holy men of God spake as they were moved or carried along by the Holy Spirit. I think we need to stick with the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible.
3: Well, if Bible prophecy is a distraction, God made a big mistake, I guess, because twenty-seven percent of his of his own word—that's over a quarter—was prophetic, you know, at the time it was written. And um, if we are to be ministers of the full counsel of the Word of God, then at some point we have to be talking about Bible prophecy, since. It's revealed in a huge section of Scripture. I think it's the exact opposite. I think it's the world that's distracting us. You know, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. And Paul talked about how we need our minds transformed away from the pattern of the world. And the way that happens is through prophecy, which reminds us about what's important. Because prophecy tells us only two things are going to make it from this life into the next. And that's the Word of God because the grass withers, the flower fades, the Word of God abides forever, and the souls of men and women. And so obviously why rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic? Let's focus
4: on the two things that are going to last. So I think the world is distracting us and prophecy gets us centered. Bible prophecy when it is taught in a balanced way is not a distraction. It is an integral part of the whole counsel of God's Word we must hold to the fundamentals of the faith and to Bible prophecy which by the way makes up about a third of Scripture. If we have a Bible-based agenda for ministry then we will have lasting answers for the solutions or for the problems that people have and not a man-made answer. Well
3: if it's a distraction then God wants us distracted. Uh, one fourth of the Bible deals with prophecy from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation so uh, God says there is a blessing for those who study prophecy all one has to do is read Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things that are written therein for the time is at hand but also on the flip side of the coin there is a warning for those who neglect the study of Bible prophecy 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19 we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and day star rise in your hearts so for one to say that prophecy is a distraction it's a good distraction god wants us distracted he wants us to study prophecy
5: my response is uh, the bible says in second peter 1 verses 19 through 21 that we have a more sure word of prophecy the Bible says that the Word of God, Bible prophecy, it's a light in dark places. You know, Bible prophecy is not a distraction. I mean, it gives light in areas that we don't know. I mean, who would read a book, start with, with the beginning of a book, read the middle of the book, and then throw the book away? No, uh, we, 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 you know, by the end of that book, you want to know the end of the story. Well, Bible prophecy gives us the end of the story. It's not a distraction. It gives us answers Uh, in regards to what God uh, is going to do. Uh, So to to make that statement to me really, uh, it shows his lack of understanding of Bible prophecy. Well,
0: Bible prophecy is anything but a distraction. Bible prophecy is one of the greatest tools of evangelism we have. It tells unbelievers that they don't have much time. They've got to get their life right with the Lord because He's coming soon. Uh, for the church, it teaches us holiness, it teaches us uh, a standard of living that is uh, commensurate with, with what the Bible says God's people should be. And uh, one of my favorite scriptures about prophecy is found in 2 Peter uh, chapter one, where it says in verse 19, "We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you would do well that you take heed. Now that pastor needs to t- pay close attention to that because God's Word says we need to pay close attention to Bible prophecy. It's a more sure
6: word. I find that, <laughs> I find that one of the astounding things that's happening. Uh, to have someone take a, a whole section of, of the Bible and say that it is a distraction indicates to me a, uh, a sign of... Uh, of immaturity uh, at best and a sign of conceit. I'm going to use that word, that's a strong word. Uh, at worst, uh, to say that you can take 25 to 30% of the Bible and say, that is distracting, we don't really need that, uh, is a terrible, terrible thing. It reminds me of a young wife uh, who is waiting for her long deployed husband, and she receives a phone call and says, He's going to arrive at any minute, and she would look at that phone call as a distraction from her Pokino game.
7: I think that kind of a comment in the end times is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, because we were told that there would become a time when, and this is in Second Peter, Second Timothy, chapter four, verses three and four, that there will come a time where they will no longer listen to sound doctrine. They will have itching ears. They will heap up. Uh, Speakers that they want, teachers that they want. Um, So basically that does not surprise me. We're living in an apostate period of time. And uh, the problem with that though is that uh, by denying prophecy which is about a third of the Bible you're taking away a great witnessing tool for the church. Uh, I came to know the Lord through Bible prophecy. I was attending a Chuck Messler Bible study on the book of Revelation and I was so astounded that God knew the end from the beginning that uh, that caught my attention. And uh, prophecy is an ability to witness. And there are so many things going on right now, so many prophecies converging, that you know it is a witnessing tool. Revelation 19.10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God, it says before that, because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So God telling us the end from the beginning, because He loves us, uh, should prompt us to want to love Him, receive Him, and worship Him, and serve Him.
0: I hope you are finding the answers of our Bible prophecy experts to be as interesting as I did when I interviewed them. They have been responding to the question, is the study of Bible prophecy a time-wasting distraction? Believe it or not, this question was prompted by a proclamation of one of our nation's best known and most popular pastors who declared that he considered the study of Bible prophecy to be a distraction. Well, thus far, I have shared with you the responses of eight of the 17 Bible prophecy experts I interviewed regarding this question, and all eight have provided us with some very good reasons why the study of Bible prophecy is essential to Christian growth. One of the points they have made over and over is that one-fourth to one-third of the Bible is prophetic in nature, and therefore God Himself must consider prophecy to be important. They have also emphasized the point that the Bible itself tells us in 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17 that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. Let's return now to the remaining answers of our Bible prophecy experts.
8: Well, God didn't get the memo. Uh, we, twenty-five to thirty percent of the Bible is Bible prophecy. Uh, Jesus said when you see these things beginning to take place, straighten up, lift up your heads. Uh, If it's not important, the Bible prophecy elements, why did he write that? The theme verse of Lion of Judah ministry, Hebrews 10.25, encourage each other and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We have no tool available to us Except Bible prophecy, the prophetic portion of God's Word, to even know where we are on God's calendar. How would we see the day approaching if we didn't know how to recognize it through the prophetic part of the Word? Uh, And then there's also the elements of uh, uh, the prophetic elements of uh, our redemption drawing near and all of that. So we're without hope, without the prophetic nature of the Word. It is far from irrelevant. It is a necessary part of the word to keep us trudging on toward this thing called the millennium, and uh, I'm I'm ready for it. I don't know about you. He
9: should. He could have said Jesus Christ is a distraction, <laughs> because in uh, uh, Revelation uh, twelve, uh, I mean nineteen uh, ten, uh, it says that uh, Jesus the Christ the testimony of Christ, is, uh, the, is, is the spirit of prophecy. And 25% of the Bible is prophecy when it was written. And it's an incredible statement. So instead of saying uh, Bible prophecy is a distraction, it, he should say it is an attraction. It attracts us to the Savior and gives us hope. It gives us a motivation and gives us comfort.
10: Well, if, that, if that's the case, then uh, God must have been totally distracted when He uh, wrote probably 27, or had men write 27% of the Bible uh, being prophecy. Then He was totally distracted. Jesus must have been very distracted when He was on the Mount of Olives and He uh, answered the questions of the disciples, what will be the sign of their coming and the end of the age? And uh, He was very distracted. He gave very precise, very uh, delineated uh, items of uh, of, and he must have had us uh, totally distracted as Christians because he says um, what I say to one I say to all watch we're told to watch well watch what watch uh, the prophecies that, that he had just laid out uh, and we see that in, in uh, chapter 24 of uh, Matthew and other places. So uh, God Himself is distracted and so I must, He must want us to be distracted by all that
1: uh, prophecy. It's ludicrous. It's, it's nonsensical and part of the apostasy. Well, of course it's a distraction if people think that Bible prophecy takes away from evangelism or takes away from godly living or the family or all of the issues that we think are so important. But of course, in fact, in the scriptures, this was the incentive to evangelism. Uh, it's quite clear that as that, that blessed hope was before the church, it's tied in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. And then verse 14 says, Being zealous for good deeds. It's the people who are looking. And I say, you know, live it in the light of Christ's coming. We're to live looking. And so, this whole idea of realizing that life is short that uh, our opportunity to bring the gospel is also short, that there is a world that is perishing, and that Christ coming come any moment, that, that is the incentive to reach out. Same thing with God and living. The fact is that if Christ is coming, and I used to tell my children when I'd go on trips, I'd say, you know, I want you to keep your room clean. When I come back, if you've done a good job, we'll give, we'll give you some kind of a you know prize or present. But they never knew when I was coming. And so they would look out the window sometimes and say, you know, but when the car drove into the driveway, it was too late to shove everything under the bed. They had to be ready. And so our life's that way. You know, someone said, it's as though Christ uh, died yesterday, was buried today, and is coming tomorrow. It's, it's that short in God's viewpoint. And if we adopt that kind of mentality, we say, we, we as First John 3 says, you know, we're going to be changed, and those who have that that pure hope in Him who is pure purifies themselves. We, we live in accordance with the one who we hope and, and, and love. And so I think that if, if pastors had a correct understanding of the purpose of prophecy, the very practical purpose of property, prophecy, they would never think it was a distraction but a great aid for all the things they, they want to accomplish. God must have
5: wanted us to have a lot of distractions because he placed lots of prophecy in the Bible. Nearly a third of the Bible is Bible prophecy. And I think pastors are just doing a great disservice to their congregations when they choose to ignore Bible prophecy. Because what hope, what true hope can one have if you take away Bible prophecy? For example, think of a person who has lost a loved one who is a Christian. That person has died. You can have Great hope and the grieving is not so devastating. When you know that at the return of Christ, prophecy says that person will be resurrected, they will rise again, and you will be reunited. And I've heard pastors say many things, such as they must focus on issues of today, like uh, immorality with children, rebellious children, problems in marriages, unemployment. But what better hope can you give a person than to say, when Christ returns, instantly all these problems will come to an end. So I say to those pastors, Bible prophecy is not a distraction. Bible prophecy is where we get hope, we get incentive that we can keep pressing forward even through the struggles of today.
4: How could 31% of the Bible, which is about Bible prophecy, God wants us to know the future, be a distraction. Because Bible prophecy tells us one, that Jesus wins. It's the Bible has given us Jesus' victory. We know how it is going to end and through Jesus. Two, we win. We win through Christ. And three, we know evil loses. Now those are the three main topics of the Bible. So how in the world could Bible prophecy be a distraction when it is about Jesus' victory and our victory through Jesus and Satan losing? I am excited about that and that should get everybody excited.
9: Well, I think Bible prophecy taken out of its proper context can become a distraction in the sense that if all you're focused on is the second coming and you forget your responsibility to preach the gospel, build the church, evangelize the world, uh, make a difference in the world in which we live, then in that sense for some people it is a distraction. Uh, They become such prophetic uh, fanatics that all they want to talk about, think about, read about, study about is Bible prophecy. But on the other hand, when one-fourth of the Bible is prophetic in nature, uh, and if we're going to preach the whole counsel of God, then we need to be preaching the message of Bible prophecy. The book of Revelation ends with Jesus saying, I, Jesus, sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. Uh, Jesus meant for prophecy to be preached in the church. So in that sense, it's not a distraction at all. It's to focus our attention on the hope of the coming of Christ so that the believer keeps an eye on the sky. You're always living in anticipation of the fact that Jesus could come today. Uh, So I, I make my decisions, my values, my choices on that basis that I don't have years and years and years necessarily to get ready to serve God. I need to be doing it right now today because I don't know how much time is left. Uh, At the same time, we're warned, don't set any dates for the second coming. Uh, We don't know how much time is left. So I like to remind people, don't waste your time trying to guess the time, be ready all the time because Jesus could come at any time. Uh, And that'll keep you properly balanced. An eye on the sky, but your feet on the earth. Uh, I've got a job to do in the meantime. I've got to keep my heart right with God. And I think uh, Jesus made that clear in Matthew 24. Keep watching for me to come. Verse 42, eye in the sky. Verse 44, be ready for me to come. Have your heart right with God and with one another. And then in verse 46, and keep serving me until I come. Uh, So we want to fulfill the great prediction. I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, We want to fulfill the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations and make disciples of all nations. Uh, But we also want to fulfill uh, with great sense of urgency, uh, be ready for me to come. Uh, Live in anticipation of the fact that I could come soon. Because whether Jesus comes in your lifetime or not, the day will come that either the trumpet will sound, the archangel will shout, and voosh, we're out of here to the glory of God or you and I will step into eternity face to face with the Savior. I'd rather meet Him one day face to face saying, I was living in anticipation of the fact that you were coming soon because one of these days He will come. The scripture says quickly, suddenly, unexpectedly, like a thief in the night, Jesus will race in at the last moment, snatch the church away, take the bride home to the marriage in heaven, to the glory of God and to the fulfillment of the message of Bible prophecy, and in that sense, it's never a distraction. He must have gone to one
10: of these modern cemeteries they call seminaries, and many churches get their, their uh, brainwashed teaching, and he may be a good speaker. See, there's a difference between a communicator, a good communicator that's popular and interesting to listen to, and someone who takes the Bible literally. If he doesn't take the Bible literally, how can he make any kind of sense out of prophecy or the teachings of prophecy? But the Bible is full of prophecies. In fact, Dr. Walvert has cited in his book on prophecy and knowledge at the end times, he's listed over 1,100 prophecies in the Bible, half of which have already been fulfilled literally, which means the other half that have to do with end time prophecies will also be fulfilled literally. Uh, Bible prophecy is a distraction. Yeah, it could well be if you really believe it. It distracts you from the things of the world. Uh, like, uh, we'll do it. if Jesus could come for me like right now, what am I doing with my life? And so, yes, I want to have every minute uh, count for Him. And I think Bible prophecy is a good motivation for godly living uh, it's it's a good it's a good thing to help us fear the lord and it, it helps us to walk in a manner worthy of him so that we can please him in all respects and bear fruit in every good work and then keep on increasing in the knowledge of god
0: well there you have it The answers of 17 Bible prophecy experts in response to the question Is the study of Bible prophecy a time wasting distraction? Let me give you some personal reasons why I believe it is important to study Bible prophecy. And the first is the quantity of it. As all of our experts pointed out, one third to one fourth of the Bible is prophetic in nature. This one point alone justifies our paying attention to what Bible prophecy says. A second reason for studying Bible prophecy is its uniqueness. The Bible contains hundreds of fulfilled prophecies about peoples and cities and nations and empires. And in contrast, there are no fulfilled prophecies in the Quran, the Hindu Vedras, or the Book of Mormon. A third reason for studying Bible prophecy is that it validates the Bible as the inspired Word of God. What other explanation is there for the fact that the Bible contains so many specific prophecies about the future that have been fulfilled in detail? A fourth reason for studying Bible prophecy is that it validates Jesus as who He said He was, namely God in the flesh. The evidence here is just simply overwhelming. Consider for example these facts. First, there are approximately 330 prophecies in the Hebrew Scriptures concerning the first coming of the Messiah. Many are repetitive. 109 are separate and distinct. The odds of just 7 being fulfilled accidentally in someone's life are 1 in 10 to the 17th power." Folks, that's the number 1 with 17 zeros after it. That's a lot of zeros. That's 1 in 100 quadrillion. Folks, these are not random numbers that I have just pulled out of the sky. These are computations by a man named Peter Stoner, who was a professor of physics at universities in California, and he presented them in a book titled Science Speaks. Professor Stoner illustrated his probability computations by using the state of Texas. He said that one in ten to the seventeenth power could be illustrated by filling the state of Texas knee deep in silver dollars. Then he said, fly over the state and flip out of the airplane window 1 silver dollar with a black check mark on it. Next, turn loose about 10,000 bulldozers in the sea of silver dollars and let them just get the coins mixed up very well. And finally, lead a blindfolded man to the border of the state and let him start walking across the odds that when he picks up the first silver dollar it will have a black check mark on it is 1 in 10 to the 17th power. Let me give you just one example of those 109 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. You'll find it in Psalm 22:16. 16. It says, "'The Messiah will die by having His hands and feet pierced.'" Folks, that Psalm was written by David 1,000 years before Jesus was born. At the time he wrote it, the Jewish method of execution was by stoning. 1,000 years later, the Jewish method of execution was still by stoning. But the Jews could not execute anyone because they were under Roman rule. And guess what? the Roman method of execution was by crucifixion. And thus, Jesus was executed by having His hands and feet pierced just as was prophesied. A fifth reason for studying Bible prophecy is because it is a great tool of evangelism. You know folks, I can't begin to tell you how many people have told me that they were converted to Jesus through their study of Bible prophecy. Hal Lindsay says that he has received thousands of letters from people telling him of their Christian conversions through the reading of his Bible prophecy book, The Late Great Planet Earth. The effectiveness of using Bible prophecy as a tool of evangelism was demonstrated by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost when he preached the very first Gospel sermon. That sermon was nothing from beginning to end but a recitation of prophecies followed by a declaration that Jesus had fulfilled them. A sixth reason for studying Bible prophecy is that it can serve as a great tool of moral teaching. (laughs) I wish I had the time to develop this point, but I don't. Just start reading the prophets and you'll find them talking constantly about sins of hypocrisy, immorality, and injustice. They talk more about the here and now than they ever did about the future. A seventh reason for studying Bible prophecy is that it can serve as a stimulus for spiritual growth. It provides hope. It inspires evangelism. It motivates holiness. These very practical, down to earth consequences prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Bible prophecy is relevant to the here and now. It is not just some sort of pie in the sky academic study. An eighth reason for studying Bible prophecy is that it provides understanding of current national and international events. Folks, there's just no way. You can understand the conflicts in the Middle East, or the apostasy that is raging through the Church, or the collapse of our society into immorality and violence without some knowledge of end time Bible prophecy where all these terrible events are prophesied in detail. My friends, all of God's Word is profitable, and that includes God's prophetic Word. So, read it, study it, and be blessed by it, and then share it with others. I hope this program has been a blessing to you, and I hope you will join us again next week. When once again, I will interview our 17 Bible prophecy experts, asking them the question, what do you think is the message of Bible prophecy today to both believers and unbelievers? Well, that's our program for this week. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries, saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near.
4: Order a copy of Dr. Reagan's book, Living on Borrowed Time. The book is 300 pages in length and contains a 54-page prophetic form in which 22 Bible prophecy experts respond to nine questions about the signs of the times. This insightful book can be yours for a gift of $15 or more, plus the cost of shipping. Another of Dr. Reagan's books that you would find fascinating is his latest one that is titled, The Jewish People, Rejected or Beloved. This book runs 230 pages in length and can also be yours for a gift of $15 or more, plus the cost of shipping. If you'd like to secure copies of both books, we can supply them to you for a gift of $25 or more, plus the cost of shipping. Just ask for special offer number 652. To order either book or both, call the number you see on the screen between 8am and 5pm Central Time, Monday through Friday, or you can place your order through our website at lamblion.com.